0: We're back, Omega Sheen, this week.
1: What's going on, people?
2: Hi.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So if you don't know, normally it's always two of us. It's always Nick and myself. But today, we are fortunate to have a very um, talented and popular writer who writes about all things geekish From anime to comics, even down to racist views in our industry and all that great stuff. So I am happy to say that we have Valerie Complex on the line with us tonight.
2: Um, I'm popular?
0: Yeah, I think you're popular. I would say so. Oh,
2: okay. Well, thanks. I didn't know that, (laughs) it doesn't feel like it. But thank you for having me on board. I know this week was a trying week because I was showing my ass on Twitter and uh, I was getting mad over some things. So, but
0: well, see, that's why you're popular, though, because people like that. I think people like that. I mean, I like it, so.
2: And I'm, I'm glad to be, you know, going to address some of those things and I'm happy to be on board with some of my uh, family. So,
3: <laughs> thanks.
0: <Yes. laughs> so, yeah, it has been that type of week. Like, it's been so much mess and it's just been so much and you know I don't want, I get tired of always addressing this but I need for white people to do three things I need for white people to sit down shut up and listen, that's all I want y'all to do y'all don't need to do nothing else I don't need to see another tweet from that Carl's Jr. model what's her name, Kate Upton I don't need to see
3: Carl's Jr.?
0: <laughs> well, did she model? She modeled one of them hamburgers. I don't need to see none of that. I don't need to see some of these failed coaches speak. I don't need to see some of these coons speak. I just need for people just to be quiet and listen this week. But yeah, it's just been one of those crazy weeks. Just it a, has been, um,
1: and I just I don't know what is going on. Somebody, we just need to put two thousand sixteen in rice for like
0: forever <laughs> on the prayer list. Um something, baptize it, bleach, everything.
2: 2016 And and yeah, and rebuke and all that. We just gotta find the verse. And uh then maybe um, uh, you know, somebody will cut us some slack. It's only yeah. three months three three, four months left in a year. Yeah.
0: Right. So <laughs> it's just I don't know what it is. I think it's one of those Cursed Prophecy Year. I think if we go in Egypt somewhere, there is a prophecy written about 2016 that we just don't even know about. So it right. is crazy. It is crazy.
2: Um, It's, it, yeah, it's been a really sad year. I don't know if it's the planetary alignment or what, but it, yeah, it's crazy. So yeah, I, it has
1: been, but let's get started. Let's pour up some Mace
0: tea. All right, let's have some of this stuff. So this week we learned about there's a possible Harley Quinn spinoff. And again, if you saw that movie that was called, the alleged movie called um, Suicide Squad, you would have saw Harley Quinn. She's one of the popular characters in the DC universe uh, and mostly from the Batman world. And they're thinking of doing a spinoff for her. I'm trying to figure out how, how would that work? And why would she get a spinoff compared to the other women of D.C.? And I have a reason why she probably gets a spinoff because they want her to wear these donkey shorts or these Daisy Dukes all through this thing. But I'm trying to figure out why, why would she get a spinoff? And would people actually go and see a spinoff of Harley Quinn? I think I would. I like uh,
1: Margot's portrayal. Of Harley Quinn, even though I had an issue with the numerous ass shots, like, it was overload. I'm like, we get it. We know that the movie is specifically for, well, generally for the heterosexuals. But still, I would, I would I like that. I don't know who would direct it. Definitely not Zack Snyder. Because no. we need to put him in the category with uh, John Chu and M. Night Shyamalan. Um, I don't. I think it would be good given we got to get the right writers and the uh, a good director. Valerie, what do you think?
2: Um, I did an article this past weekend about um
3: who who
2: what characters should be included and who should be cast. Um you can take a look at that on Heroic Hollywood. I don't know, have you guys seen that?
0: No, I haven't seen that article yet, but I know that website so yeah, we'll 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 have a link to that too.
2: Okay, cool. Because pretty much what I said was they need um, they need uh, Katana to come back, and they need Vixen in it. And i just I was just throwing stuff out there because because you know the rumors were it's supposed to be like a Birds of Prey meets Gotham City Sirens movie mm-hmm. or something right. like that. Mm-hmm. So I was like that would be good, you know. But it has to be diverse, it can't just be a bunch of pale faced white women as superheroes. Like, it can't be that,
0: yeah. You're so, right. And it, the neat thing is, Vixen was a member of the suicide squad before either of them, so that would be neat if they put Vixen in there. She could have, you know, she can be somebody who was brought in to keep them in line, you know. Some...
2: I was like, she could even be a part of the birds of prey. I think yeah. that they should skip the huntress and just make it like. You know, because there's been like 50 members of Bird's Prey or whatever, but I was like have <laughs> yeah. have um, Black Canary, Batgirl Oracle, whatever you want to call it, Katana and Vixen. yeah, And then the Gotham City Sirens and just make the movie.
0: yeah,
2: Because um, I also said that the villain should be the White Canary so that we can have more Asian representation and stuff. Like, we just need to make sure that it's not a very you know, white you know white movie I know white girls will love it and
3: you
2: know whatever because white women they love Harley Quinn like she's like right. you know the, you know the poster child for like white feminism or whatever but <laughs> it, um, I would see it I liked I thought Margot Robbie's um, portrayal was good it wasn't great but it was good. Mm-hmm. But I think that also had to do a lot with the movie and maybe she was a victim of circumstance. Yeah. So I'd like to see something outside of the Snyderverse um, and something that's not, you know, heavily hit by executive input.
0: True. Right. Yeah, I agree with that, too. I want it to be something that is of substance um, to where we're getting... We're getting, you know, a a woman's perspective or women's perspective on this movie. I don't want to see the sexualized version. I want to see this is a caper. This is a thing we're going through. This is a battle. This is superheroes. We don't need to have, you know, super sexy shots, butt shots, breast shots. We just need to have these women getting together, fighting crime, solving crime, or being criminals, whatever. We just don't need it to be in the bro sense, though. I don't want that.
1: Right. I would also maybe like to see... I know that Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy had some kind of relationship in the comics, so it would be good to see that kind of play out, but not in a sense as it's just on deck for straight guys to uh, golf.
3: I want it to be done tastefully, not some sort of fantasy
2: well from what i understand their relationship is now canon in the dc universe or whatever they have like this open poly relationship thing going on and um they're together but they also date other people and i think it's pretty canon now so i'd like for it to explore like you said the queer aspects even catwoman is bisexual now so they can explore that as well as you know um Making it, uh, writing a movie about human beings being women as opposed to, like you said, for straight cis white men to jerk off to or whatever. <laughs> um, we just don't need that kind of, we don't need that kind of movie.
0: Yeah.
3: Right.
2: Um, and, I, and I think there's a couple of things that set DC above Marvel in terms of diversity and maybe possibly getting them to explore that aspect um, of the relationship between
0: these women yeah yeah i agree with that so if they go if you're gonna do this dc do it right but also bring in other women characters and make it make it a strong movie because y'all need a strong y'all need a win <laughs> y'all need a win <laughs> so let this movie be the win for goodness oh, sake that's
2: what this, may May or sorry, meme, sorry. People get on me for calling meme. whatever. <laughs> this meme, and it was like, it was talking about how it describes the DC cinematic universe. So they pretty much had, if Iron Man, Civil War, and Guardians of the Galaxy, um, they put those three movies together and then said, this is pretty much the DC cinematic universe. And I thought about it, I was like, damn, that's messed up. Because that essentially, <laughs> is, they had Man of Steel, and then Batman Dawn of Justice, whatever it was called, and then Suicide Squad, and that pretty much is Iron Man Civil War and Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think that's pretty terrible. But before we change the subject, I'm curious, like, who would you cast at least as the Gotham City sirens? Like, what actresses could you see playing Poison Ivy and Catwoman? Oh wow. Uh, and like the Black Canary, uh, just those three. I'm just curious.
0: Oh wow. Think? I
2: think. F- Let's see. You want to go first, uh, Victor?
0: You go first, because I need to think about this. Okay.
1: <laughs> for Catwoman, I would uh, I would cast Zhang Z as Catwoman. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Um, for Vixen, I would cast Yaya DaCosta. Um, Poison Ivy, hmm. I would cast uh, the woman who played Jean Grey in Apocalypse uh, what was her name? Sophie uh, she was in uh, Sophie Turner? Yes, I would cast her as uh, Poison Ivy um, and who would you cast as uh, the
2: Black Canary? the Black Canary I
1: would cast hmm, the lady who plays uh, Supergirl as the Black Canary? that's interesting yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. I would I would cast That that would be my my casting. Hmm. I think for oh, this is so tricky. I think if I was going to pick, if I was going to pick a poison ivy, it may be Alicia Witt. Um, I haven't heard that name in
2: a minute.
0: Yes, but I may pick her, um, and or I may pick um, Laura Papone. Propon, I'm saying her name wrong but
2: Parapon? Yeah. I think yeah. Okay.
0: Um uh, I can see her kind of giving a little bit of that. I mean, she I think she is a redhead and she's right now dark hair cuz she's in um orange new black, but I can see her doing that. Um I don't know what I for 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 uh for, oh, black canary. Uh that's a tough one. That's a tough one for me. I might have to pick a pass on that one, but that's a tough one. I feel like I need to think about that a little bit more. Because I feel like Arrow has ruined that for me. Because they have... So I I just feel like I need to... I I, I need some time. It might need to be an unknown. It might need to be an unknown. Okay, so... I'm going to
2: tell you what my picks were. Okay, so on my list, I put... So I had like a top choice, and then like several other choices that would be good. Mm-hmm. But for Catwoman, I said that I would like to see um, Eva Green as Catwoman, or um, if not her, then Taraji P. Henson as Catwoman, oh, okay, or um, or Ava Mendez or Priyanka oh, okay. Chopra from um, Quantico, okay, um, as Poison Ivy. I said Christina Hendricks. I don't know if you know who she is. I
0: almost said that for Poison Ivy. For
2: um for Poison Ivy, she was the redheaded um chick from Mad Men. She has the really big boobs, and I thought she would be perfect. Um, or maybe like Bryce Dallas Howard or whatever. Um, yeah. Uh, and for Black Canary, I said the um Catherine Winnick. She is actually the. Um, one of the, I think she plays the main, one of the main female characters on the show Vikings. Okay. Okay. Um, cuz She has like martial arts training and she's like a trained bodyguard and all the stuff and it. So I thought she'd be perfect for Black Canary. So that's that's my choice.
0: Okay. And that was a good They're choice. The yeah, because I I've heard a lot about Vikings. I haven't watched it, but I think I've heard about her. So I I might have to go Google that and take and pay a little more attention, but. I think those are pretty good choices. I mean, when you think about it, again, this movie needs it needs to be a strong movie with a with a with a strong cast, but a good cast. Yeah. A good cast. All right. Let's get into so, <laughs> the Emmys was this weekend. Um, mm. Was actually Sunday, and um, apparently it was it was interesting to watch because, you know, they were joking they would be the more diverse, diverse group, um, which I. In some ways they were, with some of the wins. I think the highlight for me overall, after all that mess, um, was seeing the, you know, seeing the cast of the O.J. Simpson, the American Crime story win, because it was really interesting to see who won in that. You know, Courtney V. Vance um, won, which I, he's a great actor, and I'm glad he got something, because he played Johnny Cochran to the T. Um, Johnny Cochran down. He did. Um, I love Sarah Paulson. always love her, so I'm glad that she won. Um, I was happy to see that Regina King still won something for her acting. After all these years in the game, 30 years plus in the game, she's she's out there winning and directing and all that good stuff. I didn't really follow the fashions. Um, People got mad at Kerry Washington. I'm like, y'all leave Kerry alone. She's going to do what she wants to do.
1: She just needs to go ahead and birth that baby because she looks like she is ready to drop it any second. But, I'm like, oh, girl, I don't want to be knee deep in ambiotic fluids. <laughs> uh, but uh, the big, uh, as far as fashion, um, Christian Siriano was the highlight
3: because he um, dressed uh, a lot of a diverse group of women, yeah, uh, and a diverse group of
1: body sizes. So he, I know he dressed. Uh, my standout was a. Uh, Angela Bassett, she was in this bright sunny yellow uh, number which was really gorgeous, and I cannot, she looks like she is just turning 20, honestly. Okay. She does not look, I think she's what, 57? Yeah. She looks beyond gorgeous. That's that's black girl magic right there. Yep. Yeah. That is black he, girl um, magic.
2: He also dressed, dressed uh, Niecy Nash, I think that's her name? Yes, she was yeah. in white. Yes. Oh my gosh
1: that looks so gorgeous Like yeah.
2: he's gonna be like he tapped into a gold mine mm-hmm. like with um, you know with women of color and with um, uh, plus size women or what they consider plus size yeah he tapped into a gold mine it's a rat. Now everybody's gonna want to get on the bandwagon yeah they're gonna forget that you know these people have money too.
0: Yes, and he was the one who dressed Leslie Jones when she was looking for somebody to give her, you know, help her out with a dress and he said, I got you and he hooked her up, he hooked her up again for the Emmys, Mm -hmm. so it's like you know, he he knows what he needs to do and he's doing it
1: yes, I think there's like that oh, that when fashion designers say, oh I can't dress real women, if you're a fashion designer and you want to excel in a business, if you want to reach a mass market then you owe it to your business and you owe it to your customers to know how to dress quote-unquote real women that is just such a a cop out a lie (laughs) it is is a lie yeah and you're kind of degrading these people that say oh i don't dress real women well then you think the other women are not real it's you're basically taking shots at both people
2: Right, as opposed to fake women. Like, what do you mean when you say real women? Like, most most of the women that Christian Siriano are dressing are real women. These other gaunt-looking chicks is not normal. No. No. So, I don't know.
0: Yeah. But I'm glad he was there because he did dress these women and they were all very you know, unique in in, in their approach and how they came across in his outfits and I loved that about it. The thing that kind of bothered me was when you, like there were parts where you got to see, like I think some of the awards were for writing or directing some of these shows and besides um, Masters of None, there was not a lot of people of color involved in the writing or in the the directing of these shows and then when you saw like Game of Thrones won the big award you know for drama and you saw that entire group get up there I was like there is nobody of color up there there is nobody of color you know and I'm like you know we white fantasies too we 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 are into those things too and I'm just like I, I would like to know why we are still struggling with getting People of color as writers and, and producers and directors up in the, in these things. I mean, you know, next year it's going to be different because we're going to have you know Ava and we're going to have um, Donald and everybody else from you know from the shows um, Atlanta and then Queen Sugar, and then Blackish. Hope is you know hopefully again maybe Empire. I really don't care about Empire, but you know if they to where we have more, but just to see that that Game of Thrones cast or that Game of Thrones group up there was kind of disheartening to me. Right. And also, um, I want to say that Tracy
1: Ellis Ross should have been one of Emmy for Girlfriends way back when. Yeah. So let's be 100%, because she was, everybody in that cast of Girlfriends was good, number one. Number two, I'm kind of over Julie, uh, Julie Louis-Dreyfus winning v for like the fourth or fifth year in a row. Like, we get that she's good, and I'm not shitting on her talents whatsoever. I think she's hilarious. However, I mean, there comes a time when there's a changing of the guard, and there's other talent that needs to be appreciated and awards given to. Yeah. That's the second thing. A third thing, and we'll touch on this a little later in some of the subjects, but uh, uh, Jeffrey Tambor won for Transparent. And it goes to that a white, a a cis white guy playing a transgender person is deemed quote unquote brave, where all of these transgender actors and actresses are trying to find work. I know that he kind of, he said in his speech that he hopes he's the last person. Is
2: he going to give up his job then? Right. (laughs) I'm saying, are you going to give up your jobs for the next person? Right. I mean, <laughs> I'm like, you can pop that snack. thing, right? But you know, where, where, where's the um? You know, are you, you is it just you know, bullshit walking? Or I mean, what is it?
1: Right. <laughs> like we've seen it before. We've seen it in uh, Dallas Buyers Club when Jared Leto played uh, transgender. Mm-hmm. We saw it in Eddie Redmayne when he uh, in The Danish Girl.
0: We're we about to see you? it again with yeah, uh, Matt. Matt Bummer. Bummer.
1: I'm like, what is it like? I know there are actors and actresses, transgender, looking for work. I know this for a fact. You can't tell me that there are no transgender actors
0: and actresses mm-hmm. looking for work. There's, there's a lot. And I hope that I hope that Whoopi Goldberg show kind of you know shines a light on that. Cause I know they talk about an agency, but I would like to see where they show other agencies that are doing this. I, I would like, hell, I would like if um, Laverne Cox would do a documentary about here are the trans actors out here looking for work, and this is where you find, like, I will, if they did something like that, that would be great, because there will be no more excuses to some degree. But, um, yeah, I was like, okay, and that's a good point. (laughs) Valerie said, are you going to give up your job? Or, you know, like, because I I think it's time. I think it's time for us to quit. To me, that's like, that's like blackface to me. That's just like, it's not blackface, but it's kind of that white, it's like in that whitewashing world to me, when you do that.
1: It just it just screams privilege. Yeah. It is. That's what it
0: is. Because it's yeah. all about you enhancing yourself or you know, enhancing your career by playing this role. Meanwhile, there are real trans people <laughs> who can play these roles too. So And if,
1: real trans people going through real
0: shit. Yeah. Like I have a friend well, I have a a friend of mine, uh he just
1: went through surgery and he said on Facebook, like he went out outside with only one shirt and he was so happy about it. He made a video and like people don't understand, like that almost had me to tears because for the longest time, he would have to have on three or four shirts just to cover up his chest because he hadn't had surgery yet. And now just to go out with one shirt, you know, we, me, you, we take shit for granted, even though we're gay black guys, we don't have that additional layer of, criticism thrown upon us as being transgender too so i say that to say just because you play a transgender person in a movie you don't really know what they all go through
0: that's very true that's very true so yeah um i mean that's all i really have for the Emmys. i just you know it was a long show but it was just some things in there that that was good to be pointed out um, but also there's still a lot of work to be done and they did say that there's a lot of work to be done
1: so. and I want to give a shout out to uh, uh, April Rain of uh, I know the more the diverse cast of winners that we saw Sunday is attributed to her starting the, uh, the hashtag Oscar So White so hopefully because of what she started we can see more and more people of color Queer people of color also get recognized for their their roles and work.
0: Yep. All right, so let's see. Oh well, we get into some some foolishness by Marc Jacobs.
1: Okay, so this girl. So Fashion Week ended this past weekend, and and Marc Jacobs was showing at some place. So anyway. His runway consisted of his models wearing dreads. Now the dreads, I'm looking at a picture, they look terrible. Like mops.
3: looking <laughs> rank. dirty,
1: <rank> mops. <laughs> <laughs> they look terrible, number one. Um, and people were like, oh, well, you should be more considerate of, uh, also, let me back up, he had maybe one or two, uh, black models or, you know, typical of the fashion world. And when people tried to criticize him for that, he went on this rampant, I don't know what it was, (laughs) was saying, oh, this is not cultural appropriation whatsoever. I don't see any race or skin color. And then he went even further saying that, uh, you know, criticize women of color for straightening their hair and he just went on and on, and it just got to a point where you need to shut up because you're digging that hole even deeper. Yeah, and I... what I, did, I didn't have a issue with the, the dreads per se. I, they were crazy and looked ugly. So there's that. What I had an issue with is when he said that uh, women of color, uh, criticizing women of color
3: for straightening their hair, where he didn't even acknowledge why women of
1: color straighten their hair. It was just like this, again, uh, a overprivileged white guy speaking down to people when he really doesn't know the backstory of, and the history of black folks' hair. I
2: don't think he knows much of anything like (laughs)
3: <laughs> the brain
2: dead response that he gave was like, I mean, I know he's, you know, he like he's a, been a, an appropriator for a very long time, uh-huh. and um, you know, he. Oh, I respect people of all races, and I don't see color, but then talks about women of color straightening their hair. Like, what the hell are you trying? Like, does a hippo the level of hypocrisy? These designers and people who are completely out of touch with reality and so like you know i can just imagine his house being filled with you know white cis cabana boys and being one of those people on tinder like i don't date black guys and, blah, blah. you know right. he, he wouldn't know <laughs> he wouldn't know anything about why black you know pe- people straighten their hair he he wouldn't know any of that he don't he clearly doesn't because he Stated he put all his ignorance on Front Street, and so I don't think he really knows much of anything about Black people or people of color or what they go through because he's been he's benefited from cis you know white male privilege forever.
3: So yeah,
0: you know, and I, and, I, and something that was said earlier that you know he doesn't understand why you know Black women straighten their hair. It's because the way that they have, you know, painted society, the way they have, you know, control everything to wear. We can't wear our natural hair. Black women can't do that without being ridiculed really and in hell. That was just, what, something this week about... This about old...
2: a dreadlock. Yeah. It's like how,
0: mm-hmm. how
2: it's, how, you know, how they, um, I guess, the courts find it that it's not illegal to fire someone. Yeah. On there, but, and I'm like, I guess I'm going to be out of a job for a very long time. Yeah. <laughs> You don't, you don't know what I have to go through to get these things to function.
3: Yeah. Right.
2: And I'm not about to you know, stop all of that just because white people can't take they can't understand or or fathom how the hair works and that it grows faster and it looks better than oh, oh my god. I'm not a soldier. Forget <laughs> it. Just forget it.
3: Yeah,
2: so
0: yeah, it's it's very interesting that he would say what he said and, you know, considering that I feel like sometimes and I, I used to want to be a fashion designer and I went to school for it. Well, it was my major for a year <laughs> when I was in college. But um, it was, I always believed that designers were, you know, smarter than this. Or it came to understanding diversity was smarter than this. But for him to use a meme with Beyonce and I was like, okay, you about to get stomped. Cause you know the beehive gonna come and get you for that. And then everything else. But I think he learned his lesson he may be quiet for a while, but yeah, what he did was ridiculous. And if he didn't even say anything, he should just kept his mouth shut and be like, "Okay, duly noted. Not again. That's all you right. need to say. You shouldn't even try to like, come back."
1: Like, did you see who liked that picture? Like, uh, Chris, uh,
0: that little Jenna girl and Perez Hilton. Oh. I was like, of course, these dumbasses
1: will like oh, this no. fucking picture because they don't know any fucking better.
0: Yeah, and Perez need to watch out for somebody... To yeah,
2: he he, he 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 he's a step away from getting caught in the street and uh, get beat down. Yeah. <laughs> and Kylie Jenner, she just I mean, you know, she <laughs> she has build up a wall because people say all kinds of stuff about her and she just has to accept it because it's true and um she's so basic, I mean, I
3: don't know.
0: Right. Um, <laughs> this basicness. Yeah. That's another. That's another subject going on another time. Just the mediocrity baseness that we've been plagued with in this country. But again, that's another. That's another topic for another time. All right. So let's see. Now we get up into some more foolishness with the NCAA. Um, so the NCAA, for those of y'all who plays who like sports, I I just know they're like the the coven for sports. That's how I call them. Yes. I don't, they, know. <laughs> I don't know. Don't know what. So the the NCAA they have a lot of championships, you know, for basketball, track, yes. uh, football, yeah, football, ba- baseball, you know, whatever.
1: Uh, so a lot of their championships were based in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. North Carolina passed that ridiculous anti-gay uh, law um, earlier this year, so the NCAA moved all of their championships that they were going to have in North Carolina out. And this uh, think I saw a number that it costs, is going to cost uh, North Carolina about 3.5 million. It was either a million or a billion.
0: It was a lot it's a, it's that they enough. are going to be out. <laughs> um, so it just goes to show you that
1: you do super shit like this, the money does talk. And especially it talks uh, louder when you don't have it.
0: True. And right now the governor, I think he's the governor of McCoy. I'm saying it's whatever it is. I really don't care. Pat. I'm just going to call him Pat. That's his name. Pat's in up here making up all these excuses. Even got up, even created a fake press conference <laughs> to try to, and fake questions to try to, you know, deal with this. And basically all he needs to do is just say, you know what? I just lost a bitch just lost. So here I'm dropping this whole thing, you know, HB2 needs to just go. Nobody wants it. It's hurting his campaign. He is probably not going to even win his election again because of this. And I think he's thinking that he's fighting to keep it so he can win the election, was basically it's killing him. So he needs to just back off he has lost this battle the majority of the people there don't want this it is costing jobs and spending a lot of money and personally if I was living in North Carolina I'd be like well since you wanted this so bad Pat you pay for all this
2: (laughs) so wait a minute so they just
0: dropped it no they still haven't dropped it he's it's like in this weird state of you know, I think it's almost the,
1: law, but it's not really law. Uh, like, so
2: they're like, yeah, we're making addendums and adjustments yeah. to it. Yeah, because they realized that when they started losing money, they're like, oh, wait a
3: minute.
2: So
0: he's making excuses why he's not appealing it. But, you know, the the mayor of Charlotte, um, plenty of people have already spoken out against it. They're not going to support him. They're not going to support anything but a repeal of this so it's, you know, it's personally a matter of time. I think even before, I, I want to say, I, I bet you in October he's going to let it go because I think he's going to realize how far he's away from re-election or being re-elected. And I think he's just going to let it go because I think he's doing this to see if this helps him in the election. That's why, that's why it's very myopic and why he's getting his ass kicked is because he's trying to wait this out until the election. I think that's
2: too late if he waits till Yeah, have- I was just thinking that. I was like, it's too late. Yeah. Yes. Like, and
1: like
0: he's depending on that topic, bigot vote. He wants topic. that bigot vote.
1: Right, but since we're in the home stretch of the uh election season, thank God. A lot of people <laughs> need to understand that this is not just an election for the presidency. A lot of representatives and Senate seats are up for grabs.
0: A lot mm-hmm. of your local government mm-hmm. uh seats are up for grabs, so that's where a lot of this stuff starts. Yeah. So I want to make that perfectly clear to people that you need to go out and vote. I'm That's not telling you who to vote, vote for,
1: but I, you need to get
0: your ass out and vote. Yes, millennials, y'all need to get out and vote. I don't want to see another ass article about how y'all don't want to get up and do nothing. Y'all better get up, because if you think you're broke now... <laughs> <laughs> right, if you think
1: you're lonely now, wait till
0: tonight. I know. True. Because unemployment only, only goes so far, trust me. And if you're not... If you ain't... Y'all need to get up and vote, quit talking and, and crying. That's all I need to say about that.
1: Exactly. So, our last little
0: oh, Lord. sip
1: of tea and Aunt May's tea is your girl, Michelle Rodriguez. Mm. <sighs> so, I haven't seen it for Michelle in years, and I will never see it for her still. <laughs> 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 because she is just
2: like man. the worst oh man she's um I gotta learn how to say garbage in like several different languages so I can just list it all out because she is every bit as trashy as you can get and that was one of the things that I was like upset over this week because how dare you talk about bankability and uh, she, oh god I don't know if you've exactly. seen that interview but she was like oh yeah you know, she was like you know when you get you know looking for transgender actors you got to think about who's bankable i was like what how many michelle rodriguez movies do you first of all when's the last time she's been a lead in anything when she has never
1: been oh. a lead
0: in anything i know she point. is always a she is always the wing in in the in the entire whole chicken pack that's, i mean she's <laughs> that's what she is I,
2: she's not even the wing she's the the piece on the end
0: of the wing that nobody eats. That's who she is. She's like, I don't know what that's
3: called, but that's so, what she is. So she's going to be in this movie. Uh,
1: she's going to play a hitman hmm. that turns into a woman. So
3: the controversy is, of course, you have somebody who's
1: not transgender playing a transgender person which is, okay, well, I guess we're going to have to deal with it because since you motherfuckers ain't listening. So Michelle says some comments to the effect of um, that when she was getting interviewed, that, oh, yeah, even though I'm I'm bisexual, I'm with you guys, and it all depends on when you're making a movie, it has to depend on the bankability. So basically, if you have a famous actor, then it's going to make money, regardless of how you feel, regardless of if it's a sensitive subject Regardless of if it just doesn't make any
2: damn sense. Can I just read? I just want to read some of her comments because oh, yeah. yeah, okay Um, the movie is called "Tomboy: A Revenger's Tale." Oh
0: <laughs> okay.
2: God! <laughs> okay. There was
0: already a Tomboy movie in nineteen eighty-five, but anyway. Okay.
2: So, and I saw that movie too, and it was based on. a, Anyway, okay, I was getting off topic, but um, <laughs> first of all. The, the problem that the trans community had with the film was because um, it's about a male hitman who, whose punishment is being turned into a woman. So transgender folks, it's like, you know, gender reassignment is shouldn't be seen as a form of punishment. No.
0: Right. Um,
2: and she opened her mouth, which she said just kept quiet. But um, yeah, so she's. This is this is what she said. It's an action genre film, and we're not psychological or deep about being trans, so lay off. It's an entertainment piece. Calm down, guys. I'm on your team. Yeah. Okay, and then um, she said some other dumb shit that I'm trying to find, but basically. That's when she mentioned about, uh, you know, it not, be not, it's not that serious, um, the bank ability issue, um, and um, a whole bunch of stupidness. She's just too old, but the—I don't even know what to say. I'm so angry. She's just <laughs> too old for the bullshit that she's always yes. like saying. Right? Like, she's like 38 years old. Why does she act like? This is still the era of Blue Crush. Like, it's, stop acting like that. Like, if she would stop, if she would get off the coke, sniffing coke, enough. then maybe she would actually be a decent human being. Because I don't know if y'all remember around this time last year, she was talking about how people of color are lazy and how
0: we have no stories to tell about superheroes. Yeah.
2: I, mm. She's just like Clockwork. She is just like fucking Clockwork. I, I, like, um, I mean, what do you say to that? I guess. You know, there's
1: really nothing you can say. Even though you call yourself an ally, you can still get cussed out. Exactly. Is not, that is not a problem. I know many a case. That or queer people that I would love to just cuss out on a daily fucking basis. Um, So, you being an ally is that's a moot point. What I have an issue with is you're just dismissing. Well, number one, I have a a real issue with this uh, reassignment as if it's punishment. Like, that is just that's gross to me. Yeah. Like, you're saying that what these people what regular transgender people go through is some sort of punishment or it's just looked down upon. And that, I can't even get past that.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, she has run her mouth way too much. I don't really care what she has to say. She is not like she's Angelina Jolie. Like, she's not making big money to be talking about bankability because I didn't know the last time anybody was running to see a movie of hers... But what I think she should have done was, one, to shut up. But then, two, she needs to apologize, talking about it's not a big deal. You don't know their life. You don't know what they have to go through. They're just putting tape around you. But, no, this is real life for a lot of the trans people and in their in their decisions to, you know, to go through this process. It is a strenuous, it is an emotional, it is a deep process. So for her to say it's not that deep, it's just really insensitive and just really, it's kind of a slap in the face. She does not understand their world and so for her to say what she said she she can catch some hands i I feel like some trans people they'd be waiting outside of her trailer and just slap her on the way out as she's trying to get to the stage where she got to get to because that was just a ridiculous thing to say and you know i'm glad she got dragged for that and hopefully she'll just learn to shut her mouth for at least another year
2: not gonna
0: happen she doesn't know how to be quiet no
2: she don't um And this article from the Huffington Post, who's been trashed anyway, um, is, like, kind of sympathetic. Because it's like, she unintentionally stroked the flames of controversy. It's like, well... No, she didn't. No, she didn't. (laughs) I was like, she knows exactly what's going on. She looks... She doesn't even look remotely like a man. Like...
1: Yeah, the picture is terrible.
2: Like, I I don't know if the budget is, like, $1.99 or whatever, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this looks terrible, and the fact—I'm so disappointed that Sigourney Weaver is supporting and defending this mess. Um, the Queen of Sci-Fi, how could you be behind? How could you be behind nonsense? Uh,
1: Ripley, we were rooting for you. We were all
2: rooting for you. <laughs> I, I know. I just don't understand why anybody would want to be a part of something yeah. like this. And there was also a movie out. That came out like this like a long time ago about a woman who about an assassin who was a man and got turned into a woman but they had like an actual man playing the character and then turned into a woman she got pregnant and whatever but um, let's see I'm gonna pull it says Michelle Rodriguez and Sigourney Weaver defend controversial I'm just curious to see what Sigourney Weaver has to say and if it'll piss me off or not like i know michelle rodriguez is very manly but that doesn't mean you can play a man yeah. i don't
3: know
2: it's
1: just it's yeah I, I can understand if she was doing like uh she was doing a drag king mm. impersonation or whatever down at the club on thursday nights on open stage <laughs> that's one thing <laughs> but it's not bad it's just so far left yeah. and like it's through the valley and through the woods that we just can't keep up.
0: No.
2: It's I, so unintelligent, like I'm bisexual. This is her words. I'm bisexual. I do guys, I do girls. You can't really argue with me because I'm you, so if I do a movie, I never do a movie with the intention of offending anybody in the LGBT community because I'm part of it. Woohoo.
1: Okay, let's break that down. <laughs> <laughs> Let's break that down. No, Number one, you are not me. We are all individuals. Yes. Number two, you fucking guys, you fucking women is still irrelevant to the situation. Yes.
3: We're not talking about who you fucking. We're talking about who you are portraying and how
1: it is being portrayed.
0: Yeah. And it's wrong. So, right. It's just flat out wrong.
1: Right. And three, it's just flat out wrong. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, I'm I'm done with
0: her. I ain't seen I ain't seen it for her since Resident Evil. I ain't seen it for her at all. <laughs> so And speaking of Resident Evil, I found there's another one of these raggedy ass movies. Now I know some people like this, but I'm like, I'm I'm not checking for I never I don't that's another situation, but yeah, there's a trailer out this weekend for it and I was like, another Resident Evil, another Underworld? Leave the nineties in the past. <laughs>
2: Mila Jovovich, and I think that the films are somewhat diverse, and I think that they are very female-centered. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> as just you know, this one stars Ruby Rose, and it's the last film. Um, you know, it you know it, it it shows that women are making some strides, but we haven't gone far enough. I mean, mm-hmm. I like Kate Beckinsale in Underworld. But Michelle Rodriguez will never be either of those (laughs) because we're not going to see this movie. Yeah. Even if it wasn't about transgender people, and I wasn't offended, I'd still not go see it because I don't like her.
3: Yeah. Exactly. I I, you
2: know when you say you've never seen it for her, like I've never seen it for her at all. I know she was in one movie that made her popular that was Girl Fight, and
3: Mm. it
2: was a movie about boxing or whatever. Oh. Where she had like cornrows in her hair.
3: um, No.
1: Of
2: course, she would. Because uh, she's you, right?
0: Right. Because <laughs> she's, she's, she's me. She's me. Um, she's
2: everyone. She's everywhere.
3: Uh, every
2: woman. She, exactly. She's every, it's all in me. I guess so?
0: <laughs> I guess so.
2: And, um, you know, that's just like saying, oh, well, Mark Jacobs is Jewish. And, you know, for him to say, well, I'm Jewish. I'm ethnic. So it means I'm not appropriating culture. Like, like now he's magneto. Okay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like it, the arguments make no sense. I just don't know what. I always wonder, like, where is she coming from? Like, what is the headspace that you're in?
0: Trash. So and that's where headspace
1: is. Yeah. You know, where's your head at?
2: Like, what's what's the what's the puppet that lives in a trash can? Mm. Um,
0: um. Um. Oscar. On the street? Oscar has Oscar?
2: more
0: common
2: sense. Yes. And he lives in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> Lord. So,
0: anyway. Um, yeah. So, Michelle, girl,
2: bye. Bye. Yeah, bye.
0: So let, let's get into some happier stuff. Let's get into our king-size issue. Where well, we're going to talk about some of our favorite animated shows um, that we've grown up with, that we watch, we still watch, at work <laughs> or at home <laughs> or what have you. So let's, let's let's talk about our three favorite ones. So this this, this kinda of knocked down to three. And okay. talk about why you like these All right, ones.
2: Valerie, you want to start us off? Cool. Um look um the
0: original Looney Tunes, like the original Bug Bunny, Daffy Duck and all, all the OG players. <laughs> those were, like, were fun those are funny as hell.
2: And they still are. Like, I still watch them, and I'm like, wow. Like, first of all, Bugs Bunny is like an Omega level escape artist. Like, he <laughs> gets out of just pretty much anything. And I think that kind of shaped my life in a sense because I'm always thinking of ways to get out of certain things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, what would Bugs Bunny do? But um, that's one. Uh, another one of mine is uh, Gargoyles and um, I used to watch yes. that like religiously mm-hmm. like when they used to show it after school and then they'd show it on Saturday mornings mm-hmm. and then when it started it was on Cartoon Network for a while come on at 1am mm-hmm. uh, so I used to and I, was, I I, thought that they would come out with a live action movie by now but they haven't Um
3: Talk about
1: that theme song how dramatic and awesome that was mm-hmm. like yes like, my god
2: but the show was like filled with so much drama and intrigue it was like it was like animated Disney noir. Like, yeah. it was so. It had such dark subject matter, and then um, the his relationship with Desdemona was like. It was just. I don't know. It was just like. It had all the elements of a good show. Period. Like, it didn't even have to be animated. If it was just like a regular show, it would still be good. If it was a movie, it would be good. If it was animated, it would be good. Like, it just had good writers.
3: Yeah. Right.
2: Uh, Another one of my favorites was um, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, and I'm not really sure why. (laughs) 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 To be honest, I just liked the show. And uh, I don't know, I just thought it was cute. And I I just, I know we said three, but I'm gonna throw in Animaniacs as the honorary.
3: Yeah. um,
2: They tackled some very serious issues hidden under the guise of animated and comedy. Like, well, I, I re-watched them as an adult. Mm-hmm. And I was like, um, this is really not a children's show? Like, <laughs> 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 like, the subject matter that they would talk about was, like, weird. And it was uh, just one of my favorite shows. And there were many others, but those are the three I can think of. off the Okay, that's a good
3: list. Yeah.
1: I, I remember Gargoyles when I would get up in the morning for school. And watch it right before the bus got got me. Um, me and my sisters loved that. Mm-hmm. My God, we loved that. So, Victor, what about you?
0: Well, I'm gonna cheat too. I'm, I'm gonna throw in possibly four. I'm not gonna talk about Jim. We already spent. We already spent an episode on her the whole episode. <laughs> so, but I, Shira was my favorite. Shira was my favorite because one, that intro, that theme music is the bomb. Like, it got you excited to do stuff. I loved that cartoon, because it was just something about it, and I think it inspired me to want to draw and all that stuff. Like, I created my, one of my own comics back in the 80s based on her, Wonder Woman, Xanadu, and fame. But anyway, <laughs> it was all those things combined that that I drew in a, a comic about, um, Amazons from Another Planet. That was that was the whole premise of it. So I love Shira. I love Shira just because it was just fun. Um, It's sad. I think about it now because it's like I was, you know, basically it was all about this white woman with powers and there was really nobody of color. They only had one person of color and that was, um, uh, and, and Natosa, who only thing she had was a net, (laughs) but that was her strength. But yeah, I mean, that was the thing, but I still love Shira. Um, for some interesting, like Super Friends, I always loved the Super Friends. That was the cartoon I grew up with. It, I feel like Super Friends were forever because I also include Justice League. I feel like that's an extension of them. So it's like Super Friends were like always there. I love the intro to Super Friends. I loved, I mean, that's why I use. I, I still used the catchphrase um, Great Hera because Wonder Woman always said Great Hera when something happened. So I find myself saying that a lot. Um, so I always loved that cartoon. Um, there was a in G I Joe. G I Joe was the cartoon for me because that was like, I loved the fact they fought in that. Like they, they fought in that cartoon. And they had to change in I think eighty six, because they had to not be so rough for the kids. But the, back when they started, they will fight. And I love the espionage. I love the spy parts of it. I love the, the women characters I love the most. I was obsessed with Lady J, Scarlet, and um, the Baroness. Like to me, that's all I needed. That's all, I, 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 I remember I stole the Baroness. No, I stole Jinx. She was the ninja. I stole her from Walmart. So Walmart, now you know I stole from you. But um, I, um, I love that cartoon just because it was so much in it. I had all the toys, everything. That cartoon was just so big to me. And I'm going to cheat. As I said, I'm going to add another one. Short tails was my favorite. <laughs> I love Short oh. tails Because <laughs> it was just so silly. I don't know why I love Short tails so much, but I love Short tails. And uh, I'm going to throw an anime thing in there. Um, Helsing. I love Helsing. Something about the... <laughs> Well, Hellsing is interesting because of what it's about. And I mean, they have like this like this super omega-like vampire. His name is Alucard, but in real, his name is Dracula, it's his name backwards. And I saw something, it was on one late night on one of the Cinemax things, and I ordered like the entire series And I just fell in love with it. Like, I was obsessed with it. So I love Helsing just because there's something mystic about it. And there's something when he unlocks his full potential. It was this one particular picture that I loved. I might post it on on Twitter. But it's this one look that he has where he's looking through his glove, through through an opening between his glove and his hand, and it's like in a spell-casting-like way. And it was just neat. But when he unlocks his powers, he can do... Like shadow form and types of wolves and all this it's really neat so if you ever get bored you can you know Valerie you may know about Helsing but um check out Helsing I love Helsing
2: I always separate like Japanese anime and and regular American cartoons but uh, I I haven't seen Helsing all the way through I don't know why but I guess I need to
0: So yeah, though I mean I feel like these cartoons, like I I always feel bad for the kids today because they don't know what Saturday morning cartoons really meant. Like that was, that was the highlight of the weekend for for so I'm a little bit older, so that was a highlight for me. You know, like you know, the whole week going to school, learning about Meg, Ben and Pig, and then, and math I didn't care about, and then it was just neat to know that like, well, I'm going. For the weekend i'm gonna get up and i'm gonna watch galaxy high i'm gonna watch super friends i'm gonna watch muppet babies and i'm gonna watch uh no thunder barbarian another favorite cartoon oh my god i can't pick three there's so many cartoons <laughs> like Thundar was a good ass cartoon he man was a great cartoon um Jonna of the jungle was a good one. Oh my god spider woman that was a good cartoon for a little bit there's so many cartoons and this generation would never know what that meant getting up on Saturdays and seeing all of that madness. I love it.
1: Exactly.
0: I didn't like Thundercats, though. I I feel like I'm going to get beat up for that, but I was never a Thundercats fan.
2: They were
1: weird.
0: I mean, I I liked
2: it. The show is weird. The show is weird. Just like um, Masters of the Universe is really weird now. Transformers is really weird and boring. Like... (laughs) You know, when you watch when you watch things yeah
0: transformers like, was boring they were boring
2: when you watch things as, as a you know as a kid you know things are, are sort of different then you're watching it as an adult you're like what was i thinking kind of like the street fighter movie with jean-claude van Damme. Oh. like as a kid i was like oh this is the bomb but then i see it now and i still like it but i know it's shit so <laughs> <laughs> so
0: no um, i mean like i looked at No, I looked at some of the He-Man cartoons. I was like, this was a mess. But I love, like, I love sound effects. So when they would cast spells, I love the sound effects to that. Like, I like that. Or, so I'm that person, like, when I watch certain cartoons, the sound effects of when them doing something was something that caught my eye. So I would like that about it. But, no, I looked at G.I. Joe recently, and I was like, okay, this is, okay, this is garbage. And then I looked at, um... It was something else looked at. Oh, pole position! <laughs> I used to love pole position, and that was a mess too. I think one of the cartoons that still holds up for me is Dungeons and Dragons. That's still a good cartoon.
1: For so for me, um, Young Justice, a rather recent cartoon. Mm-hmm. I I was a lot of people have been talking about it, talking about it. Oh my gosh, we need another season! I was like. I'm not a big fan of kids so I was like okay what the hell I'll turn it on first episode okay I'll give it eh. and then it got deeper and deeper and deeper and more serious and I was like whoa what the hell is going on and there was one scene well there was a lot of scenes but there were one of the scenes was uh I remember Beast Boy had uh, seen a car flipped over and it reminded him of his mom that died And I just got so caught up in my feelings. I was like, Lord Jesus, what has this cartoon done to me? So that was... Even though it had two seasons, and I'm hoping that they do a third one, um, that was really a good cartoon. Yeah. Um, X-Men, the animated series, to me, that is GOAT. Nobody can touch it. Uh, Sometimes it changes places with Jim, maybe. But X-Men the animated series was everything to me. It was my uh, introduction to the X-Men universe. Um, it was what I base all of the movies off of. So I already had a kind of a skewed look when I, when the cinematic, uh, X-Men universe was, uh, established and it sucks. And the cartoon is still better than that. Um, they portray the phoenix saga in the cartoon 10 times better even 100 times better than the movie you ever wish it could do uh, the, the phoenix saga that love story between gene gray and cyclops is one of the best love stories that has been ever written uh, don't at me <laughs> that's just facts it's great <laughs> that man will do everything for that woman um Storm. That's the kind of storm that we needed in the movie. I'm looking at you, Halle Berry. Um, it was just, it was just so good. And when it ended, I remember crying like I saw Big Mama die on Soul Food. That's how sad I was when that cartoon ended.
0: Oh lord, <laughs> it was sad.
1: Like Professor X had died and. Lalandra had carried him away to get better, but he had to leave the planet. And he said, uh, I think he said to something to the effect like, um, I might not be here in body, but I will be here in spirit, my X Men. And that just took me all the way down. Um another cartoon, I would have to go with the the Looney Tunes. because um, Bucks Bunny, he was if you didn't catch some of the jokes or you didn't know some of the jokes It would go over your head. Now, since I'm a little bit older and I know some where some of those jokes come from, like I'm crying, laughing at these cartoons. Uh, There was one cartoon in particular or one episode in particular that uh, a Bugs Bunny had been. uh, He was overlooked for Academy Award and when he was trying to show his film he tried to show a stag film and I asked my mom, I was like, what is the, what's what's the a stag film? Basically, a stag film is like a porn. So when Bugs Bunny's trying to cover it up and he's screaming, I, now I know the reference. Uh, I liked all of the, the little jokes because um, for me, when I was growing up, we watched a lot of old cinema, a lot of black and white movies. So that was our introduction to film so I get a lot of the the jokes and the references that they do in those cartoons as far as uh, uh, honorary I would have to say Justice League and Justice League Unlimited um, I really think that that show ended too fast um, it I think does a better job of
2: fleshing out characters better than the movies. Um, And those are my choices.
0: All right. I
2: gotta, I know there are still many, but man. (laughs) SpongeBob, okay, so a lot of people hate SpongeBob, but I've come (laughs) to like it because it's, for, for me, I think Spongebob should be like on Adult Swim or something because the jokes they make on there are like way too inappropriate for children. And then you have Patrick walking around in fishnet stockings. And, I mean, <laughs> it's just like, this is not a children's show. Anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there real quick. Now, I'm late to the game, but
1: has anybody seen Steven Universe?
0: Yes. I, I need to see more, of it. Haven't, I haven't watched a lot, but I need to see more.
1: I've only seen
2: one episode
1: okay so i don't feel so bad because i haven't seen any of it and everybody's saying that like this is the best thing one of the best animated shows on tv right now because it (laughs) deals with a lot of uh it deals with sexuality but it doesn't hit you over the head with it um i think garnet is a a black woman which is awesome um i i just haven't
2: seen it yet i haven't
1: gotten the time there's so much shit on TV that I don't. I know watch. it's yeah, just. I
2: don't know. It is the only thing that bothered me about Steven Universe was that there were no black people on the writing team. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people are like, well, no, the creator's boyfriend. No, they're just saying that he he just started writing like recently. Before like the last two seasons, there were no black people on their writer mm-hmm. the writing team, like none. Oh, she has
1: she has black in her blood. Uh, she's black on the, the right hand side. Like, girl, okay. Yeah, you know, right. That's what they all say. <laughs> <laughs> Her great grandmother was uh was black, mm. right? That's right. The one drop rule, right?
3: Yeah. Right.
1: My gosh. Then but was... uh, any other cartoons, you guys, wanna
2: highlight and talk about? Because
1: I, I know um, there's so many.
2: No, I can't think of anything no. recent that I've been into. True. Um, uh. Other than some DC animated movies here and there, mm. uh-huh. um, and aside from anime, I can't really think of anything that's been like, wow. I'm watching this, and it's worth setting aside time to watch.
1: Right. Yeah. I do remember Daria back in the day. Oh yeah, I
0: watched Daria. I did. I watched Daria
2: religiously. A lot of people said that I was kind of like the black version. (laughs) Whatever. I just um, I can't remember the the last show that I was seriously invested in was Penny Dreadful. (laughs) (laughs) Just being honest, um, just show like cartoon whatever. I was seriously invested in it. It's just really w- rare to get me involved in television. I haven't even seen Stranger Things yet. I
0: oh, wow. well, I'm it, saying. I, I, it's pretty good, So If y'all get a chance to do it, it took me two days. Um, but I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was pretty good.
1: Yeah, I heard it was really great, and I just, literally, there is so much shit I have to watch. I still haven't even
0: And the fall season's finished, about to start. I still
1: haven't finished Jessica Jones. I
0: oh, still haven't Lord. finished... Both series, well,
1: both seasons of Daredevil. So I have some shows
0: to. I know because, you know, uh, what you call it, stars. um, Luke Cage starts, what, less than two weeks? Yeah, our baby
2: daddy, um, Luke Cage. Do I have to watch Jessica Jones to get into Luke Cage?
0: No, not really, but it helps.
2: Okay. Yeah, we got to get on that. Because I didn't really care for the actress that played Jessica Jones. Yeah. Whatever.
0: Yeah. Right. But it's it's good it's good. Y'all will like it. I think y'all will like it.
1: I, I think so. So on that note, that that ends our king size edition or a king size issue. Yeah. Um, so we're going to talk a little drag race. Um. So last week on RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars two, the ladies had to do uh sequels or hearse sequels or whatever uh, Ru wanted to call them. So, uh, they teamed them up in, um, these two, in these teams, uh, Fifi and Roxy, they did the, uh, sequel to Showgirls, Detox and Katya did the sequel to Thelma and Louise, and Alaska and Alyssa did the sequel to Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. They called them, uh, Whatever Happened to Baby JJ, Thelma and Wheezy, and Show Squirrels. So, um... Alaska killed it as Betty Davis, um, and if you haven't seen that, if you haven't seen whatever happened to baby Jane, you really needed to see that that's uh, it shows uh, it stars uh, Betty Davis and Joan Crawford as sisters, and Betty Davis is basically a complete bitch to her sister, and this is kind of a lot of people said that they had resentment when they uh throughout their career and so finally we get to see these heavyweights of actresses on stage or well, in theaters um uh, so it's a good movie uh it's campy as fuck but it's a good movie um so fifi also killed it as uh naomi Le- lamone as uh in show squirrels which was a. Uh, it was really campy as well. You, I don't even know why I'm asking if you haven't seen Showgirl, so you just need to stop whatever you're doing right now and watch that movie. Um, Detox and Katya, they were decent as film and Wheezy. It was funny. Um, I think Detox was a little bit better as far as the acting uh, other than uh, rather than Katya, but it was good nonetheless. So the runway, they had to incorporate incorporate two looks in one so the standout to me was I gotta say Fifi what no I take that back It's uh Roxy because Roxy came out as the uh this salsa dancer and she revealed it as some uh a different costume which was really cool um Alaska came out with looked like a big hefty black trash bag Uh, And then she came, she revealed to be Little Miss Poundcake. And Little Miss Poundcake is an ode to her season when her and Lanaysha Sparks did puppets. So the two who were uh, lip syncing for their legacies were were Alaska and Fifi. Alaska won, and she sent uh, Alyssa home. So they get back to the workroom. And Fifi is saying that, oh, uh, I would have sent her home too because Alyssa didn't uh, honor this pack, this alleged pack that I don't see had happened uh, in all of the episodes that have aired thus far. So when they keep on talking, they keep on talking. So the mirror reveals all of the eliminated queens glaring back at everybody else. And it ends the episode there.
0: So basically, so they you know, so they've been there... All this time.
1: Well, Rue kept on uh, alluding to the fact that you're going to have your revenge. Now, it's here, but we don't know in what context. Hmm. So that's the next episode.
0: All right. Well, y'all, be be sure to join the group because they're going to be live tweeting that on Thursday. So y'all make sure y'all are ready for that because Lemonade, Black Girl Nerds, as well as us will be... There, live tweet it though.
1: #DragY'all, uh, Valerie. Do you watch uh
2: Drag Race? I don't even have cable. I have to catch <laughs> everything on the internet. Uh-huh. So when things are always on, like I got fortunate enough to be able to um to be able to live tweet with Penny Drugful, but that was just a rare thing. Use and I'm also on the West Coast. it's just, I don't know, I don't have cable it's just weird, it's just hard for me to be able to catch shows when everybody else normally does
0: it's hard, even with cable, to catch these shows with, cause yeah cause we're on the west coast, so west coast life it's like stuff starts at 6, sometimes we're still on the road sometimes you're still trying, you on the train
2: everybody's home, getting ready for bed and we're still leaving work and you know, doing whatever
0: yeah Trying to find something to eat. So, therefore, it's just, we don't, it's hard to catch up with that. So, DVR is a friend. Uh, basically, it's the best friend we got right now.
2: Yep, pretty much. Exactly.
1: Now, they did a Penny
0: Dreadful kind of dirty. They like did. last season. They was like, we're just going to end it
1: right here. This is the last season. This is the last series. bye
2: I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, so, so you so both of y'all did watch Penny Drepple. I know Victor you did, but did you yeah. also watch Penny Dripple? I didn't. I just followed well when people
1: were live tweeting and talking about it and I just caught the uh I think it was the producers or the writers saying that, Oh, well this is it. Bye y'all.
0: I'm like, oh
2: I don't has a show ever done that before?
0: No, not, <laughs> not like not that. that.
2: Okay, and if you if anything that you can recall where they just pop up and they're just like, Well it's over or like when you thinking you're about to watch the season finale and you're watching the series finale. I know
1: <laughs> we did that for a lot a lot of black shows. We didn't get a series finale for girlfriends, Living Single, Martin.
2: Well uh, no, they didn't well those shows they didn't even end. I'm talking <laughs> about like they didn't even give those a proper ending. Like with Penny Drupal, what ends up happening was we were all watching the episode and then at the very end of the episode it said the end. And we were like, well, we ended what? Um, The end of the season or whatever? And then the report came out like an hour later that the show was done. We were like, what the f? What the hell? Like, I've never, like, I've known for black shows to just like stop running. And then I've known for people to announce that, you know, okay, this is the last season of the show. But I've never had them, I've never seen a show that did the kamikaze style where it was just like, fuck y'all, we just gonna end it and nobody's gonna know.
0: Yeah, but that's what they did. That's what they did. So
2: and like, me, black, you're yeah, petty. <laughs> it was
0: petty dreadful it was. Oh my god! Like black girl nerds, they
2: even had a podcast about it, and I'll send you the link because it was like five yeah. or six people on that podcast. <laughs> yeah,
0: I I listened to that, and I listened to that on my yeah, way to work, I and I was like, though. and I was like, I'm mad with y'all because it was it, because I was sitting there like. I think i was tweeting with everybody and i was like wait what <laughs> like
3: what what's yeah, just it
2: was just it, it, it kind of and i wrote an article about it where it just kind of you you know it seemed like the the the, the, sh- the show was starting progressing progression because it had like um role people and roles you know actors of color in roles like you know dr jekyll and stuff like that and women were really central to it but then when the show ended it left all the women's and all the people of color stories open ended and didn't round them out. But all the white men, their stories had come full circle. Hmm. Surprise, surprise. No,
1: right.
2: So I was very unhappy with that. Yeah. I so. yeah. And I feel bad for Eva Green because I think this is the third TV show that's got canceled that she's been on. Oh,
1: now see, that would play a fuck with me. Yeah. Like, like, okay, so it's something wrong with me,
2: right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shit. So, because she was on Camelot, and it was another show previous to that one that got canceled, and then she was like Penny Drever that got canceled.
3: Uh,
2: And I'm like, that's terrible, because the show, it's just terrible. But I guess enough people weren't watching it. Showtime didn't want to pay for it. Everybody wanted more money. It just didn't work out.
3: Oh, wow.
2: That's what ended up happening they were saying that the show producer was thinking about ending it around season two which I think is a bold face line <laughs> he, he just it, I think what, what ended up happening was like the negotiations between the show people and Showtime just didn't work out and John Lovett was like alright I'm gonna fuck y'all with and you know just sort of ended it. <laughs> because can you recall Victor can you recall a show on Showtime that's been better than Penny Dreadful
0: hmm no, well, I would I would say Dexter in his b- in his first three seasons.
1: Yeah, that afterwards it just went downhill.
0: Yeah.
2: Okay, so Dexter. Anything yeah. else? That's about I'll it. Say, I'll say a show with that budget because Showtime TV shows are not expensive. Yeah. Penny dreadful had like the costume and the setting and everything. Mm-hmm.
3: mm-hmm. And, and I heard it
1: was aesthetically pleasing. Like, yeah. it was really, um, they had a good Instagram
2: filter for it. Yeah. yeah it was It was very well filmed. Yeah. Everything from the lead actress to the costume design, everything was, good. you know, have you heard of the comic book um, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen?
0: Yeah. And that's what yeah. it was kind of like. It was... It,
2: it was what the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen is what the movie should have been.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah.
2: So, anyway, that was just my soapbox rant (laughs) for that.
1: Right. So, we want to give you a little uh, highlight what you uh, worked on and whatnot. So, if the people are not familiar, uh, what kind of uh, articles do you write and since this is, uh, a podcast geared toward queer people of color, um, no, geek people of color, what do you think makes you a geek?
2: Um, well, I'll just say that I put the L in my phone, right? <laughs> and, um, so I, I am a queer woman, I am a lesbian, um, and what made me geek at first was, um, anime I got exposed to anime around 10 years old and um, it it was like Akira and then it was like a hentai and I was like what the hell I was like is this what Japanese people like this is disgusting and then I just you know got into it from there and then I didn't start reading comic books till I was in college and then um, I just sort of made connections here and there and I made contact with Jamie Broadneck's early last, actually late 2014, we were on a podcast together. And then from there, I've sort of been connected to BGN. Um, I have written for the Nerdist, Geek and Sundry, um, The Inquisitor. Right now I write for Heroic Hollywood and Movie File, a whole bunch of places. Um, But if you want to hear like if you want to get, like, political or, like, you want to talk about, like, people of color in the entertainment business, you'll find all that either at my website, which is called the um, the Anime Complexion, which we talk about cosplay and anime and stuff like that. But we, we, we it's a different sort of tone where we talk about colorism and with anime characters and, you know, racism and cosplay and blackface and all that stuff. Or you'll see that, or you'll see some of my writing like that at Black Girl Nerds where I has started a column. I'm only two entries in, but I'll be coming out with a third. They're usually published every Wednesday or Thursday. Um, and, uh, I, that's where I talk about the industry and the things that I've experienced as a black woman being in media and how, um, how I connect to sort of those things. Cause usually when I go to events, I'm like the only black person there or, um, I'm the only black person there so um, or like you know continually being questioned whether or not I'm supposed to be somewhere you know just the things that I sort of deal with Mm -hmm. um this week my entry on black girl nerds is actually going to be a movie review of Mr. Church um which I ended up I got a screener of and I I, um it has problems so I will (laughs) be discussing those problems I don't want to spoil it for anybody but I will be discussing those problems um in my uh in my entry but if anybody wants to reach out to me like I am any any you know black you know black girl magic or any you know carefree black girls or carefree black men and women if they want to add me on twitter it's um at Valerie Complex it's very simple and I'm also on instagram um at Valerie underscore complex and um my website and make a It's on Facebook, Twitter, so you can find us. Not hard. Um, yeah, I've been a geek for a long time, and I'm gonna start doing some screenwriting soon. I have some ideas, but I really, I gotta start. I gotta stop being lazy, and actually start yeah, writing. And that's
3: my that's,
0: stuff. that's usually the hard part too. Trust me, as a person, I've written when I was in classes. I wrote a couple scripts, and when I wrote. Um, my one script that I'm using now for that that is now my my um web comic. It was a lot of work, but I'm glad that it's done. I'm very glad that it's done. So, yeah, stay on it. But speaking of um, staying on it, we gotta stay on time. So we we're we, that's kind of our thing. We kind of <laughs> we right. gave y'all a show today, which we're always glad to do, and we're glad to have our guest on here. Valerie, they thank kinda you so much to come by. Give us you a know, give us a a, a, a a different perspective on things, because it's always us. But we always like to have our guests.
2: Thank you for having me on the show. I Appreciate it. All right, That's right, and you are our very first guest. Yes. Oh, I didn't
1: know that. Yes. yes. <laughs> Nobody can take that away from you, darling. They can't. <laughs> <laughs> so um,
0: oh, go ahead. No, I
2: was saying thank you for having me. As the
0: first oh oh, yeah yeah, no problem no problem problem at all because I was happy to I mean because always I kind of always wanted to have Valerie on in some form of fashion so when Nick got this together I was like this works this works um so that's it for us um you know a lot of uh, we got to get on out of here I know it's late for for Nick. It's what almost it's eight o'clock. You know I'm an
1: old man. My bedtime is nine o'clock, but <laughs> so I still got to fix dinner.
0: Yeah. Uh, so you can follow me at Porter Uh You can follow
1: Victor at Wonderman Five. Uh, follow Valerie on Twitter at Valerie Complex and all those uh, wonderful websites that she's written for. I'm um, also follow her on her website. Uh, you can. Follow Megashine at Megashine Pod. That's for the podcast. You can follow Megashine. Uh, that is for our website, which is Uh s- Subscribe to us, uh, rate, like, share on iTunes. Give us five stars, pretty please. You'll be the bell of the ball if you do. <laughs> uh, you can follow
0: us also on SoundCloud and Stitcher. Yep. Anything else? Loser. No. Oh, I just wanna say this. Um if I don't show a cockpit, that doesn't mean I don't like you. It's just I don't put myself out there.
1: You know what? Self. Okay.
0: Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye everybody. Bye y'all.
2: See y'all later. Thanks for having me.